Hey, everybody. Today, it's retirement news for the week ending Friday, October 8th, 2021. And um, so you might have noticed that last week I did not put out a news episode. And I got to tell you, things have just been kind of nuts here. Uh, I went down to Arizona uh, where I put my beautiful little mobile home up for sale. And uh, then when I got back, my clients totally piled on me and I had way more work than normal. So I blew off the show. Apologies for that. But um, while I was down in Arizona. I did uh, I get the mobile home listed, and now it looks like it's sold. I did the DocuSign on Friday, and I'm going to give you a full rundown of that investment and how much I made off it uh, once the deal is closed and I've got the numbers put together. Um, but a sneak preview, it was a good investment, but it wasn't great. Now, had I been patient and kept it for a couple of years, it would have been much better because I ended up losing a lot of my gain uh, just simply on commissions. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I wanted to get out from under it because A, my tenant was a fucking dumbass. And I mean, it was it was exhausting having to deal with somebody that, I mean, granted, he was a super nice guy, but he was old. He, he I remember I'm, I'm there at the Detroit airport and he's calling me up saying, hey, how do I use the thermostat? And so I just wanted to get out. When he moved out, I wanted to be out of that property. And so goodbye. Uh, again, I could have made more if I held it for another couple of years, but I um, it was just too exhausting. So anyway, today I am back at the mic, and I hope you had a couple of great weeks. And let's uh, just get going. Um, today, uh, I read that your crypto-friendly senator uh, from Wyoming, Ms. Cynthia Loomis, this week disclosed that she bought between 50 and 100 grand worth of Bitcoin. Now, as you know, the, uh, the politicians have to make their financial disclosures, and um, she has previously disclosed holding a few coins, so she's adding to her stash. And what does she know that the rest of us don't? Well, probably quite a bit, but this week, as you probably heard, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler was in Washington, D.C., where, when asked if he had any plans of banning cryptocurrencies to make way for a central bank digital currency, his response was, no, that would be up to Congress. And at about the same time, Bitcoin had a nice bump this week and uh, is sitting in the mid-50s as I record this. So, how much Bitcoin do you own? I'm going to keep asking. Uh, speaking of which, if you haven't gotten your BlockFi account, now is the time. If you go to rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto, you're going to be eligible for up to $250 in free Bitcoin, and you'll be supporting this show. And for that, I thank you. rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. So what if you're way behind in your retirement savings? What if you had to, say, make do on less than two grand a month in retirement income? And what would you do if you didn't want to, say, move to Mexico? Um, if you haven't listened to that interview that I did with Tim Leffel, go back to episode 15 because he is living the dream life in Mexico and spends way less than you'd imagine. In fact, his quote was, his whole monthly nut now in Mexico is less than his mortgage was when he was living in Florida. Anyway, could you live on, let's say, $1,500 a month, and that's including rent, well, um, this week I found a Yahoo Finance article titled The Best Cities to Retire on a Budget of $1,500 a Month. And these cities are in the U.S. Now, granted, they're not what you would consider luxury retirement destinations, but the article was pretty interesting because if you do end up falling 
behind and you end up failing to adequately save for your golden years, all is not lost. So the basis for this article was a study by Go Banking Rates, whatever the hell that is. They took the cost of living data uh, at various geographies. They took BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, expenditure data, and they combined these with average prices for one-bedroom apartments that they pulled from apartmentslist.com. And then they put together a list of six cities where you can actually survive for 1500 bucks a month or less. Now, um, I hope that you won't have to survive on that little when you retire, and I pray that I won't either, but it's kind of nice to know that it might be possible if necessary. Um, also, let's just pretend, say you get sick of working, but you want your nest egg to grow for a few more years, you could move to one of these towns. You could do a couple of years of pre-retirement, like I'm doing. You know, maybe with a part-time job. You know, live on the mega cheap for a couple of years, and then retire in style after your savings has a couple more years to compound. Anyway, just something to think about. So, not surprisingly, some of the towns are places you might not really want to live. For example, Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Never once in my life have I heard someone say, hey, when I retire, my wife and I are going to settle down in beautiful Lansing, Michigan. But either way, if your budget is tight, you could get a one-bedroom apartment for an average of about 700 bucks there, and monthly groceries is about 310 bucks. Crazy, huh? So that might actually make it worthwhile to live in Lansing, Michigan. Now, uh, another town, a town that I would actually consider, at least for a couple years, uh, is Lake Charles, Louisiana. Now, there's a ton to do there if you're into the outdoors and fishing, and as long as you don't have too bad of a hurricane season, it'd be an actually pretty okay place to live, in my opinion. Average monthly rent, less than 600 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Portland, and you know, a one-bedroom apartment here, it, it, you're lucky to find something for under 1500 bucks. So think about $600 for a one-bedroom apartment. Um, that is just not bad. So the article, uh, this Yahoo Finance article does mention high monthly healthcare costs at over 500 bucks a month, but... Um, you know, you could offset some of your grocery bills if you fish, um, and alligator meat is probably pretty cheap in that neighborhood. And, um, I love alligator anyway. So if you want to see the other cities, um, I put a link to the show notes, but it is an interesting little, uh, thought experiment to think about living in some of these towns while you, uh, let your retirement savings build. Or if you, like I said, were unable to save enough, you could live for under 1500 bucks. Okay, so now, as long as we're talking about cheap places to live, have you ever been to South Dakota? I don't know if you've paid attention to the news lately, but that state has been kicking ass in the last few years. Um, and it also happens to be, for the most part, a place where your cost of living is relatively low. I mean, if you've never been, there are parts of that state that are really beautiful. There are some desolate, ugly parts too, but you might be surprised. I mean, the Black Hills and areas around Rapid City, they're in kind of southwestern South Dakota. They're amazing. And if you ride a motorcycle, there are incredible rides to be had around there. And it's no accident that dirtbags convene at Sturgis every year by the you know quarter million of them because it's the real deal if you ride. Anyway, South Dakota gets a bad rap just because it's in the middle of nowhere. But um, 
it's actually quite a cool place and uh, low cost of living. So I found an interesting article called The Best Counties to Retire in South Dakota. And I'll put a link to the show notes. There isn't a ton of detail um, on the specific counties, but they give you median home values, median rents, uh, and household income and population. So you can get a basic uh, idea of the state of things in these 20 counties. And get this, out of those 20 counties, only three of them had median home prices of over 200 grand. Okay, so we're talking about a pretty affordable place to live no matter where you are in that state. That said, if you haven't been to South Dakota, don't rule it out. You might actually be surprised at uh, how cool it is. Anyway, there's a link to that article in the show notes. And now next up, let's talk about flights, okay? Flight deals right now are crazy. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but um, there are some cheap prices to be had. And I don't know about you, but this time of year, you know, as the days start getting shorter and the nights start getting colder, I start thinking about vacations in sunny places. And since, you know, since I live here on the West Coast, the default warm destination is Hawaii. Now, I love Hawaii and I've been there probably a dozen times now, but it can be expensive to get there. But Tickets lately are cheap. From LAX, you can get to most of the islands for under 300 bucks. Okay, from my town in Portland, uh, Alaska Air has some amazing fares there right now, and it's easy to get to Hawaii for under $300. So, um, but if you're not on the West Coast uh, and say the Virgin Islands are more appealing to you, there are insanely great fares to St. Thomas right now. I'm talking uh, Newark, uh, 223. Uh, Boston round trip 272 and from JFK also 223 bucks to the Virgin Islands. Anyway, you get the idea. And most airlines are still offering easy cancellations if COVID shuts things down again or makes it so that you got to, you know, reschedule your flight. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Scott's cheap flights, but if not, this is one email list that you should be on if you like to travel. Um, and that's actually how I found out about these cheap tickets to St. Thomas. Now, there is a paid version of this email, Scott's Cheap Flights, and a free version. I just have the free version, and possibly once things are back to 100% normal and COVID's over, I'll upgrade to the paid version. But for now, the deals that they're sending over in the free emails are pretty amazing. Um, and if you want to sign up for either one, I'll put a link in the show notes. They say that the average savings is over $500 per ticket. So I can't confirm or deny that, but I can tell you that a couple of years ago, I got my girlfriend and me direct tickets. Okay, these were direct flights from Portland to Tokyo for under 600 bucks. Okay, and that was a crazy deal. Now, from Portland, direct flights to Asia are few and far between. And that direct Delta flight from PDX to Narita is always over a thousand bucks. So that was a really great deal. And I used, I had Marriott points that I used for the hotel. So that was a pretty cheap vacation. Um, and it was awesome. If you haven't been to Japan, it's so great there. God, it's clean. The people are polite. The food is incredible. It's safe. Uh, did I mention it's clean? I, I love Japan. Anyway, if you're not on the Scott's cheap flight list and you're into travel, you should do it. Um, link link to it in the show notes. Um, so finally, in the coming couple weeks, I just want to encourage you to pay close attention to energy costs. Okay. Now, there's a really good article in the Wall Street Journal this weekend going way, doing a deep dive on oil, natural gas, and coal prices. 
but I just want you to keep your eyes open for news relating to energy in the coming couple of weeks. I harp on the need for us all to be aware of inflation, and it's worth noting that, at least according to the Labor Department, about 7% of consumer spending went towards energy in August. And as we head into heating oil season, it's really likely that that percentage is going to rise, and we're looking at rising prices at the same time. So long story short, it's worth at least looking at and watching for and kind of paying attention to. Also, it's also worth noting that historically high energy prices often show up right before recessions, okay? So if you're looking at the markets and you're seeing the mega everything bubble we're in, coupled with these high uh, energy prices that are happening, it's just worth kind of keeping your ear to the ground. Anyway, Right now, there's so much noise about infrastructure bills, debt ceilings, you know, uh, taking away the backdoor Roth conversions and on and on and on. But rising energy prices are real. They're happening right in front of our faces right now, and they affect us all. Okay, uh, so just something to look out for. That's it for today. And remember, if Bitcoin stays on its historical trajectory, inflation isn't going to be a worry for you if you buy in and invest now. Okay, I've said it before. I'm a Bitcoin bull for the long run, and I'm continuing to dollar cost average my way into it, even as the price is approaching all-time highs. So get that BlockFi account set up pronto. Go to Rogue Retirement Lounge slash crypto. You'll get up to $250 in free crypto, plus you'll be supporting this show, which I really appreciate. Um, and BlockFi, it, it, face it, it's the bank of the future. I've got the BlockFi credit card, which is giving me cash back uh, in Bitcoin. Plus, I'm making 4.5% interest on my Bitcoin with BlockFi. So anyway, it's the best exchange out there. It really is the bank of the future. And they'll give you up to $250 worth of Bitcoin if you sign up through my link at rogueretirementlounge.com slash crypto. Okay, have a kick-ass week. And remember to make your money work for you. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.